And welcome into another edition of the AV Podcast. Anthony Vigil with you and going to be talking about the NFL on this podcast this week. And as we get down to the wire in the NFL, last couple of weeks in the regular season. And let's begin with the wild Saturday games that took place this past weekend. Of course, there were three games. We'll start with the early game, the Texans and Buccaneers, as the Texans won that 23-20. And just an unbelievable game. Uh, I thought the Buccaneers had a really good chance of winning that game, despite what took place during that game with Jameis Winston, who had uh, four interceptions during the game on Saturday. And his very first pass of the game, was a pick six so you thought okay maybe he got that out of his system he'll have a clean game the rest of the way well that wasn't the case as he tacked on three more interceptions and of course the uh, Buccaneers they had a chance to win it at the very end Uh, but Jameis Winston throwing yet another interception and uh, he's had 28 interceptions this season and Aaron Rodgers has had 25 interceptions over the last five seasons combined so Jameis Winston, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. He is a turnover machine and uh, definitely hurt his team's chances of beating the Texans uh, because the Buccaneers' defense, they played really well. They had a great game plan going up against that Texans' offense and really kept them in the game uh, early on because it could have gotten ugly real quickly for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they fought back uh, to make it interesting at the end. But the Texans, they clinched the AFC South with the win as they improved to 10-5 on the season. And they are locked in at that number four seed in the AFC, regardless of what they do the final game of the regular season. We'll talk about the playoff picture coming up. But the Texans winning the South. The other game on Saturday, the Patriots and Bills, and that was a good one as well. 24-17, the final scores. The Patriots won that one. And with the win, they clinched the AFC East for the 11th consecutive year. And uh, they, have co- of course, dominated that division for a long time. And the offense for the Patriots, it certainly looked better uh, against the Bills than it has the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, more productive Uh, with Julian Edelman. Brady seemed like he was getting better chemistry with the other wide receivers. Of course, a young wide receiver group with the New England Patriots, aside from Julian Edelman. Uh, But they were going up against the number three defense in the NFL and the Buffalo Bills. So I think that's an encouraging sign for the New England Patriots to Uh, put up a game like that, put up 24 points against the number three team in the NFL as far as defense goes. But uh, the Buffalo Bills, you know, they had already clinched a playoff berth. Uh, They really can't improve their seeding, but they could have made a little bit of a statement if they were to win that game against the Patriots, but uh, they fell by a touchdown. And Josh Allen, he did play well. Uh, Again, his accuracy hurts him sometimes we know how strong his arm is uh he can beat you with his legs uh but he he had a pretty good game going up against the patriots so encouraging sign for both teams uh during that game okay the final game on saturday the 49ers and rams and a thriller to cap off saturday's games as the 49ers won at 34 to 31 and the rams they have been in some, or not the Rams, the 49ers rather, they have been 
in some great games over the last four weeks. You go back to the Baltimore game where they lost in the final seconds. Uh, they have been in some really close games and games that they have won, uh, big-time games. We talked about how hard that stretch is going up against these uh, opponents like the, the Ravens, the Packers, uh, the Saints. Uh, so they have played well over the last month or so. Uh, but I think they did get exposed a little bit on Saturday as you had the number you have the number two defense, total defense in the 49ers, and they are number one in the passing game. Uh, but the secondary, they appeared to have some holes in the coverage on Saturday's game. You know, the Rams, they had a lot of success with the screenplay, and the Rams hurt the 49ers a lot during Saturday's game with that screenplay. They, they picked up a lot of yards on those wide receiver screenplays, and, uh, you know, they got to clean things up a little. I still like the 49ers. Uh, I still like their chances in the NFC, but that secondary has got to play a little better. Uh, offensively, they looked good. Jimmy Garoppolo has played well over these last four weeks. He, you know, he's protecting the football. He may turn over the football every now and then, but it hasn't hurt the team yet. Uh, but he has, he's playing well. Uh, they're relying on that run game. Um, and the secondary, again, they, they, they have, they have been exposed a little bit. Um, they were exposed on Saturday, but I ex expect them to clean up. Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator, he's done a great job with that defense all year. So, you know, I, I, I'd expect them to clean things up, and they got a big game coming up for the regular season finale. They go up to Seattle, and that game is for the division. Right now, the 49ers are currently the number one seed, um, and with the win, they can keep that uh, position. And Seattle, uh, they had a home loss to the Cardinals, and you talk about a Seattle team who has great home field advantage up in Seattle, but the the Seahawks they have three home losses this season that's something that we aren't used to seeing we know that uh, they usually play really well at home so that sets up an interesting game coming up next week and again the 49ers and Seahawks there can be a lot of moving around as far as the seating goes when it's all said and done but it's setting up for a great Sunday night game this coming Sunday um so we'll see if the Seahawks can try to rebound and there are reports now that the Seahawks may go out and get Marshawn Lynch to come back and play for them as uh, they've all their running backs have gotten hurt and their running game has really taken a hit over the last couple of weeks and they have relied on Russell Wilson to bail them out. It's, it seems like that's what they do every single game is put the game on Russell Wilson's shoulder and let him win the game for you. And uh, meanwhile, for the for the Rams, you talk about probably the most disappointing team in the NFC this season. Of course, we know what they did last year, 13-3 and in the regular season, tied for the best record in the NFL. And then, of course, they lose to the Patriots in the Super Bowl, uh, only putting up three points. Um, and they had an offseason, a very busy offseason, where they signed Jared Goff to a record deal. <laughs> And that was a four-year, $134 million contract. They signed Eric Weddle, Clay Matthews. Uh, they did lose Indomitian Sue and LaMarcus Joyner. Um, and then midseason, after a 3-3 three and three start, they trade for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, they suffer multiple injuries to that offensive line. Um, and then, of course, with the loss on Saturday, they were officially eliminated from playoff contention. 
and uh, of course the first time they have missed the playoffs under Sean McVay and this is a team who doesn't have a number uh, first round draft pick in this year's draft and they are all in they're all in to win now they've got players who they have spent a lot of money on like Jared Goff and Aaron Donald um, who are taking up a lot of space against that cap space uh, so it's an interesting team with the Los Angeles Rams. Where do they go from here? There's some rumors about um, some coaching changes uh, with Wade Phillips on that defensive side, with Todd Gurley. Do they bring him back? Todd Gurley hasn't had the year that he had last season, um, and as a result, there's more pressure on Jared Goff not being able to run that football with Todd Gurley. So a lot of interesting moves that I think the Rams have to do this offseason and see if they can try to get back into the playoffs next season. Okay, let's talk about the Sunday games, the Ravens and the Browns. We'll start with them as the Ravens won that one 31-15. A little bit of a slow start for the Ravens offense, but they were able to get going late in the first half. And Lamar Jackson, 20 of 31, 238, three touchdowns. And uh, that's the number two offense in the NFL, if you can believe that. Uh, 36 passing touchdowns uh, Lamar Jackson has had this regular season, and that's the most ever for a Heisman Trophy winner in a single season. So he's had an unbelievable year, and of course, he's going to win the MVP. We all know that uh, for this season after his great play. Uh, But with the win, they clinch the number one seed. Uh, for the first time in franchise history, so the playoffs run through Baltimore um, this this season, um, and that's the their eleventh straight win, and they will play or they won't play rather Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and Earl Thomas coming up in the regular regular season finale. There's a lot of question: Would they play him? Maybe 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 play those starters for a quarter or half, uh, but they will not play Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and or Earl Thomas uh, during their game against Pittsburgh coming up this week. So uh, they're going to have a lot of rest. Uh, Of course, we know Mark Ingram. He went down with an injury, a calf injury, against the game against uh, the Browns. Uh, So he's going to have a lot of time to heal up and uh, get everyone rested. Everyone's hurt this time of the season. Everyone's hurting. Uh, So really give them a chance to... uh, get healed up and get ready to go come the divisional weekend and on the flip side of that talk about the Cleveland Browns a disappointing year they're six and nine right now and this is a team who finished seven eight and one last season Uh, of course they made a lot a lot of off-season news traded for Odell Beckham Olivier Vernon uh, Freddie Kitchens was promoted to the head coaching position and a lot of expectations out of this Cleveland Browns team including myself I thought that they could very well win the division make the playoffs uh, but that just hasn't been the case um, you know they've got a lot of personalities on that team with Beckham with uh, Jarvis Landry and uh, Baker Mayfield on that team so We've seen that be exposed. It's been exposed this season, and uh, just a team that really hasn't lived up to the expectations. And uh, you know they're going to finish with a worse record than they did last season and miss the playoffs. So uh, you know I think it all comes back to the head coach and Freddie Kitchens, and I don't think he has a grasp on that team. Um, like he had expected to, like the Browns had expected him to have. 
And, uh, you know, when Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham, when they don't get the ball, you're going to hear it. And uh, they just, on paper, they are talented. You know, with Mayfield, uh, with Odell Beckham, with Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt. I mean, they. this is a team who should be a lot better than they are right now. Uh, but you got to do it on the field, and that's just something that they haven't done. They've turned over the football. Baker Mayfield hasn't played well at all this season. And so the big question becomes, is Freddie Kitchen, will he be fired this offseason? And, uh, you know, it's been a coaching carousel in Cleveland, the same with the quarterback position, although I think they've got their guy in Mayfield. I think he, he can develop as the years go by. Uh, I think he can be a pretty good football player. Uh but you got to have a coach who can control all the emotions from the players on the team. It's a very emotional team. And, uh, you know, Cleveland Browns fans, they were very excited during this offseason with all these moves. And then coming into this season, it's been a very dis- it's been a disappointment. And so we'll see what Freddie Kitchens, if he stays the co- as the coach for the Cleveland Browns, um, do they keep Odell? Do they trade him away? What do they do? So a lot of question marks surrounding this Cleveland Brown team. And I expect them to have another busy offseason, perhaps moving players, getting a new coach. Who knows what the case may be in Cleveland. Okay, let's talk about the Eagles-Cowboys game. As the Eagles won at home, a must win for really both teams. Uh, as the Eagles got a big home win, 17-9 to the final score. And the Cowboys here is a team, again, they had the week before. They played at home against the Rams. They put up great offensive numbers. And then they go out on the road, and they don't score a touchdown in the game. And this is the number one offense in the NFL, if you can believe that. Um, Yet they are below 500 for the season. And it all begins with Ezekiel Elliott, the running back. And I just don't understand the Cowboys' game plan. Give him the football. When you give him the football, you're going to give him great the, the team a great chance to win. And he only had 13 carries for 47 yards during Sunday's game. And that's just unacceptable. You have to give him the ball. And we know that uh, Dak Prescott was dealing with an injury. So why not give Elliott the football and let him run it 20, 30 times uh, on the Eagles? And they just didn't do that. I, I don't understand the game plan from, from the Cowboys. And you have to question, is it the coaching? Is it the players? I think it's a combination of both in Dallas right now. You know, at, at what point do the Cowboys fire Jason Garrett? You know, he... He, he's not going to win the big games that you need him to win. Um, they're always going to be that 7-9, and 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven team, year in and year out. Uh, they might host a playoff game here and there, but they're one and done in the playoffs if they do get in. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to go far into the playoffs. And so I think, you, I think you have to move on from Jason Garrett. He's been there over a decade, and he really doesn't have anything to show for. Um, this is a... A league where it's all about winning, getting into the playoffs, and contending for Super Bowls, and that just hasn't been the case with Jason Garrett yet. The Cowboys have stuck with him, but I think this is this is enough. Enough is enough if you're a Cowboys fan with Jason Garrett. And uh, again, they fall below 500, and uh, they controlled their destiny. They had a chance to win the division, uh, to host a playoff game on Sunday against the Eagles, and they weren't able to do that. And give credit to the Eagles. This is a team who has been banged up with injuries. 
They don't have their star receivers. And Carson Wentz, he went out, he played really good on Sunday. And, you know, they're in real good shape to win that division. Someone's got to win the division, and it's going to happen on Sunday. And so if the Eagles, they go to New York to play the Giants, if the Eagles win, they're in. They win the division, they're in the playoffs, they're going to host a playoff game. If Dallas wins, which they host the Redskins, Dallas has to win, and they need an Eagles loss in order for the Cowboys to get into the playoffs. So they don't control their own destiny. They got to do their part. They got to hope for the Eagles to lose in New York. And uh, it certainly looks like the Eagles can can win that division after it's been uh, the Cowboys who have led that division pretty much all season in the NFC so we'll see what it comes down to but I like the Eagles chances of coming out on top in New York of course New York had a great game uh, this past Sunday against the Washington Redskins and it actually went to overtime but Daniel Jones played really well had four touchdowns in that game so we'll see how that plays out for that division coming up this week in the NFL Okay, other games across the NFL on Sunday. The Broncos pick up a big win at home, 27-17 over the Detroit Lions. The Raiders, they're still in it, believe it or not. Uh, They've got a road win, if you want to call it a road win, in L.A. against the Chargers, 24-17. As I mentioned earlier, the Shocker, Cardinals going up to Seattle and beating the Seahawks, 27-13. The Chiefs rolled over the Bears, 26-3. And the Colts getting up a big win as well as they rolled over the Panthers 38-6. to The Jets with the upset win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Saints getting a win. They won by 10 over the Titans 38-28. to And overtime down in Miami as the Dolphins won it 38-35 to over the Bengals. And with the Bengals' loss, they have locked up the number one pick in the NFL draft. So the the Bengals are officially on the clock coming up in the draft. So let's talk about now the playoff picture. Let's start in the AFC. As I mentioned earlier, the Baltimore Ravens, they are the number one seed right now at 13-2. and two. And again, they won't play Lamar Jackson and others coming up for in their final game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but the playoffs will run through Baltimore. New England right now holds the number two seed at 12 and three. The Chiefs, the number three seed, 11 and four record, as they picked up, as I mentioned earlier, a big win against the Chicago Bears on Sunday night. They host the Chargers for their last game of the regular season. Texans in at the four seed right now, and they will play their starters again. They cannot. Ad- improve their seeding regardless of what happens on their game on Sunday but uh, Bill O'Brien saying the starters will play on Sunday the number five seed the Buffalo Bills they cannot improve on their seeding either they are locked in at the five seed and the Tennessee Titans right now at the sixth seed and again if the Titans they play the Houston Texans on the road so if they can go into Houston and they pick up the win they get into the playoffs, um, and that would be quite the story. Here's a team who started 2-4. and four. They made the quarterback change to Ryan Tannehill, and Ryan Tannehill has given that offense life as they've only lost two games under Ryan Tannehill, and a really good performance by the Tennessee Titans. 
and it looks like that's how it could shape things up. I mean, the Pittsburgh has an outside chance. They got to win, and then the Titans have to lose in order for them to get in. Uh, but the Bills and Texans right now are set to play each other in that wild card game, and that's a fascinating matchup with that Texans offense going up against that Bills defense. It's pretty intriguing. We know the Texans, they can get into the playoffs, but they have been one and done in years past, so that's an intriguing matchup. And I also like that Tennessee Titans-Kansas City Chiefs matchup as well. I think the Titans could put up a good fight against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are a team that I think are peaking at the right time. They didn't get off to a particularly great start, really haven't played like we saw them last year offensively, but we know who they have. They got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, LaShawn McCoy. They've got a lot of offensive weapons, uh, and the defense has played really well the past month. And so I think they're a team who could be dangerous coming into the postseason. Uh, but that Titans-Chiefs, if they were to meet in the playoffs in that wild card round, that's a pretty good matchup with that Titans defense. So we'll see how that plays out. In the NFC, the 49ers, the number one seed right now. And again, there can be still a lot of moving parts. They could drop down to the five seed. Uh, there's even the six seed, depending on what the Vikings and Packers do. There's a lot of moving parts in the NFC. But right now, they are the number one seed. The Saints, the number two seed. The Packers, the three seed. Eagles right now, the fourth seed. And then the Seahawks, five Vikings 6 and again there can be some moving with the 49ers with the Seahawks with the Vikings with the Packers depending on what those teams do coming up next week so a lot to play for still still some shuffling around and again the only team that's in the hunt in the NFC is the Dallas Cowboys and of course as I mentioned they've got to win and they got to hope for an Eagles loss in order for them to get in so that's what the playoff picture looks right now a lot to still play for a lot to shuffle out especially on the NFC side uh, here as we get to the final week of the regular season in the NFL it's hard to believe this season has gone by really fast uh, but it's been fun so uh, now we start to get closer and closer to some playoff football and uh, boy we got some good teams in the in the playoffs this season it's going to be fun to see who comes out on top down in Miami since it's Christmas week here are some holiday names in sports of course Le'Veon Bell the New York Jets running back Kyle Rudolph the Vikings tight end Drew Holiday JT Snow Nerlens Noel from the OKC Thunder, and what I think is the best out of all of them, Rakeem Christmas. So there you go, some holiday-related names in sports. Okay, that'll do it for this week's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony V. Hill. This has been the AV Podcast. <laughs>